Welcome to the Practical Growth Podcast. I'm your host, E.B. Johnson, top writer on Medium.com, published author, and master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. You've landed on the podcast that takes you on a journey into the heart of relationships and self-discovery. This is a must listen for those who are ready to overcome their toxic relationships and their toxic patterns. You can expect real talk, practical guidance, and raw and relatable guests that you'll be talking about for weeks. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello again, my lovelies. It is me, your favorite podcast host, top medium writer, and TikTok sensation. That's right. Welcome back to another great episode. Today, we are going to be talking about a topic that is blowing up on social media. It's certainly blowing up all over my pages and my accounts. So we're going to break it down today. Narcissistic mothers and their daughters. It's not just Game of Thrones. It is a game of resentment. We are going to be breaking down all these toxic behaviors, why the narcissistic mother does what she does, and why the relationship with the narcissistic mother ends up being so especially toxic with their daughters. Just before we get into that, though, I do have to remind you that you can still apply for spots in my eight-week private coaching course. That's right. I will be opening up another session later this summer. So if you really want to make some serious change in your life, if you're trying to overcome narcissistic abuse, you're trying to rebuild yourself after decades and decades of family abuse, this is a great program for you, but it's not for everybody. You got to be dead serious and ready to work. This is an NLP best practices program, so it will whip you into shape. If you would like to apply for that program, then head over to the real ebjohnson.com and click on working with me. You can find out a little bit more there and you can also find the application. Let's just get into the good stuff now, shall we? The narcissistic mother and her daughter. You will never find a more deep, complex, insidious, and resentful relationship than you will find with a toxic narcissistic mother. Yes, these toxic moms, these narcissistic moms, they see their children as an extension of themselves, but that goes even a step further when you're talking about the narcissistic mother and their daughter. Not only do they see that daughter, that child as an extension of themselves, when that mother has a daughter, that daughter also becomes a literal mirror to the mother. She echoes back all of that narcissistic mother's insecurities, her biggest fears, her doubts, her flaws. And if there's one thing a narcissistic person cannot stand, it is having their insecurities pointed out. It is the crux of their entire toxicity, their poison systems, their warped beliefs. It all comes back to that insecurity. So for a narcissistic mother, having a daughter that makes her feel insecure in any way, that daughter becomes a threat and a narcissist will always destroy a threat. You can take my own mother and my own childhood as a really great example. There are still people to this day that have no idea that my mother was the way she was. I didn't even really truly understand how she was until she was dead and gone. And that's because our relationship was so codependent and toxic on a number of levels. In the early years, things were really great. I was like a doll to my mother. She could dress me up. I liked to do the things that she did, watch the things that she watched. I was very cuddly, very close to her. But as I got older, I had a deep distrust of her. 
which as a child, I could not put my finger on. And it was because I was deviating from her plan. As I got older and more independent and came more into myself, I started to like things that were not the same as her. Or she would find that I would start to get really, really good and surpass her at things that she thought she was good at or things that were important to her. As I got older, she made this comment over and over again that I changed. Well, of course I did. I was a child who was growing up. But as I got older, what I really noticed is the distance in our relationship, the tension, the stress. By the time I was 17, she was making toxic comparisons to me and saying things to me like, I was skinnier and prettier than you would ever be at 17. Just horrible, horrible things to me all the time. She would mock my body when people weren't around. She would tell me that I needed to like lay off the cheeseburgers, which is the only thing that she would buy for me to eat. It was a really nasty, nasty relationship. Sometimes we're better than others, right? Sometimes we're better than others. If it suited her, she was happy to get on the phone and emotionally support me for hours. But when it came to actually showing up for me, that was not something she was willing to do. And when I started to really develop in my life, really kind of blossom into adulthood. And I started to make choices that were happiness for me. She saw them as an insult because they were not within the plan that she had for me. Um, So for instance, she wanted me to go to school to become a doctor. And for the first two years of college, I, you know, went along with that plan. I pleased her. I did my major in chemistry with a focus in pre-med. I did job shadowing at a really prestigious medical center um, in our hometown that I drove back to on the weekends to do. And I had already started forming ties with uh, professionals inside of the medical school that I wanted to attend at Vanderbilt University. So I was doing all the things that she wanted and she was really proud to brag about me and show pictures and, you know, tell people that her kid had been in the paper. However, in my third year of college, I had a complete and total break, um, went through a lot of serious health problems, which you know, with the exception of my dad, I pretty much had to suffer through on my own. And on the other side of those health problems, I ended up in a lot of really serious relationship problems with an ex who I was living with. And it it ended up ending poorly and his family threatened to kill me. And it was a whole big, nasty thing. And I came out on the other side of that unwilling to play by those rules as much anymore. And I made the decision to go into music, history, French politics My mother went nuts. She went absolutely nuts. She was so disappointed in me and our relationship dramatically shifted once again from that point. She basically started advising me against my own self-interest at every opportunity that she had. She coached me to make poor decisions for myself. Looking back now, I understand that she was massively intimidated by me. She was intimidated by the strength that it took for me to stand up for myself and make different choices. Um, She was intimidated and made to feel insecure by my determination to live on my own terms, whatever that looked like, not caring what the people around me thought. Um, And more than that, she was extremely jealous of me being successful when she had not found any success in her life at all. And she had not made any for herself. And she had never really attempted to have any of the kind of success that I was hungry for, even as a small child. And these are just a few of the common dynamics that you see in these relationships between these narcissistic mothers and their daughters. My story is not uncommon. My mother trying to get me to go to a crappier university that didn't have what I wanted 
absolutely was a part of that. If she had still been alive today, she would have coached me into living a life that is entirely out of line with my values, my beliefs, my truth. I firmly believe that um, I would be in a far worse state mentally, emotionally, probably materially, um, romantically, all of the above, had she continued to be a part of my life, feeding me this sabotaging, negative, insidious, really, information because she was so desperately in constant competition with me and so jealous that I had just deviated off of her planet and was just doing my own thing out in space. And that comes down to destruction. In the long run, a lot of the decisions that my mother ultimately made for my life, um, for her life as a parent and as a mother, were to destroy me to make me worse. And it started at a very, very, very young age. My mother loved singing. Okay, this is just another example. My mother loved singing. Like She cherished it. She bragged about what a good singer she was all the time to anyone who would listen She was Melody Magpie, Melody Magpie. She would tell everybody about her choir experience in high school and whatever. I got very interested in choir at a young age. And when I worked on a song, I was very proud of it. I came out to sing it for my mother. It was my first time singing in front of anyone. And I was going to sing it for a choir audition. And she started laughing and she said, you sound like a clown. You sound like a clown. Uh, I didn't sing in front of anyone again until I was 21. And when I did, they were shocked. They were absolutely shocked because I had kept it hidden away for years and years and years because my mother had shamed me because she didn't want her daughter intimidating her in the house by singing potentially as good as she sang. She destroyed that part of me. She destroyed a part of me that I now very, very, very much enjoy going to do karaoke and singing around the house and stuff like that. One of my favorite things to do, but I didn't do that for a long time because I was so shamed. She destroyed that part of me. And that's what narcissists do. When narcissists are threatened by something in their environment, they destroy it. They tear it down. Not only will they tear you down, they will tear you down to people around you and try to make you seem like you are a worthless, unlovable piece of crap because then you are beneath them once again. So daughters of narcissistic mothers often grow up hating the best parts of themselves, the brightest part of themselves, the most skilled part of themselves, because their mothers see those things so much earlier than they can, and they shut them down because they do not want that daughter to shine better than them. And if that daughter does shine better than them, it's going to result in immediate, swift, intense action and punishment. So what can we do? How do we, as the daughters of these narcissistic women, then what do we do if you look look up and we realize that the woman who is supposed to cherish us and value us really our entire lives resented us and was competing with us? What do you do with that knowledge? First and foremost, you've got to accept it. There's no getting to the other side of the muck until you like rip off the bandaid and let the ick out. So you've got to accept that. While you loved your mother, while there were certainly good memories with your mother, that she may have done great things for you in some moments, that ultimately in other moments, not all the time, but in other moments, she was a piece of shit. And we have to just allow ourselves to admit that. It doesn't mean that she is garbage as a person. Um, It doesn't mean that there wasn't some other reasons for these things happening. Like my mom was really traumatized, right? But that doesn't excuse it. That doesn't excuse the fact that in many moments she failed as a parent, and it cost me, not her, it cost me. 
for the rest of my life. She's not here anymore, but I probably have like another 60, 70 years of this now dealing with these, trying to catch up and get myself to a place that I would have been at naturally had I had a mother that was not constantly competing with me. So that's step one. You just have to accept that. You have to accept who that person was, who that person was not. Let go of the fantasy of the mother that you wanted, the mother that you thought you had, and just accept that she was a human who screwed it up. After that, you gotta let that anger out. There's no, you're gonna be angry on the other side of that. And there's so many like peace, love, and light gurus who try to just get you to the other side of that anger as quickly as possible. What they're really teaching you is to avoid it. There's no avoiding it. You need to be pissed. You should be mad. That's justified anger. But what you have to do is then make a choice of what you're going to do with that anger. When you feel that anger, are you going to get up, go outside and run? You're going to get up and clean the house, write in your journal, um, get up and go and love on your children the way you weren't loved on by your mom. You need to take that anger, allow it out, let it just ooze out of your freaking pores, but do something positive with it. Say, how can I discharge, transmute, displace this energy in a positive way right now in this moment? You'll be surprised what that anger can do for you. That anger can also empower you to set boundaries with your toxic or narcissistic mother if she's still alive. That anger is what will enable you to say, you know what? F this. Screw her. She's absolutely not. No more. Not answering that call. I'm not going to let her speak to me that way. I'm not going to let her speak to my children that way. Okay? Step two, let yourself be angry and let that anger fuel positive action and boundary setting for yourself. Last but not least, the kind of most powerful step I think that you can take once you're ready to take it is to lovingly, kindly reparent your inner child. That means embracing them, loving them, giving them just that unconditional, overwhelming adoration that they deserved just for existing that they never got. Um, Allow that inner child to be a child, which means fill up some of this negative space or these negative emotions that you may perceive to be feeling. Fill it up with positive stuff, exciting stuff, joyful stuff. Do things that your inner child would want to do and bring back that excitement, that sense of fun, that feeling that life still has some magic or some spontaneity to it. Bringing back your inner child in that way is so powerful and it will allow you to see the positive side of the healing, the really deep and painful healing journey that you're on. And that's really all that you can do. Short of hiring an expert, getting into therapy, counseling, finding a good program, a community support, an online support group, all you can really do as the daughter of someone like this is focus on finding that kindness, that gentleness, and that love for yourself that you were never really allowed to have. Create that safety for yourself and for your inner child in which you can both just fully be yourselves without the need to compete or to feel insecure about who you authentically are. Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode. I hope that it was helpful, especially if you are one of these daughters of narcissists 
autistic mothers. If you did enjoy listening, if you did find it helpful, then why not leave a quick five-star review on Apple Podcasts? All you have to do is head over to Apple Podcasts, leave your review. As soon as it goes live, just take a quick screenshot and email that to me, or you can send it to me on Instagram. As soon as I get it, I will send you an entirely free ebook on narcissistic families. And I'm telling you this, this little ebook, it's a powerful little guide. So if you want to get your hands on that for free, because what's better than free, um, go ahead and consider leaving a five star review for the podcast. For everyone else, remember you can find me pretty much everywhere. You can read more about narcissistic families on my medium.com blog. And you can also find me on TikTok where I'm doing free weekly coaching sessions and lots of great new videos each day. So don't keep yourself held back when you don't need to. There's tons of free and accessible information out there. So get out there, learn everything you can and allow yourself to heal. Until next time, keep your heads up and keep moving forward. Bye-bye.